the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yep, and to think, I used to be a liberal too. These children are influenced to believe that they may be the wrong gender. People are finally getting it because the mass media has not been reporting on this accurately. It's only through conservative leaning and Christian outlets that are actually telling the truth about the body. The books today that you're talking about, they're just much more militant and they're targeting even younger children. Because I know that lots of people have had it up to here. They have had it up to here with this agenda, with the targeting of their children. Our past silence as the church in America has reaped these horrific consequences that we're living through now. Yep, and to think, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our four-minute daily commentaries right here Monday through Friday on the Word Columbus at 10.20 a.m. Eastern Time. And also be sure to check out all our resources for parents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Well, Ohio elections are coming up this year, many important elections, as most of you know, and it's extremely critical that all of you vote in the primary on Tuesday, May 3rd. Put that on your calendar. And both the Senate and gubernatorial races are especially hot this year. So today we're going to talk to someone who is a a candidate for in the governor's race. And he's an old-time, long-time friend, highly respected all across Ohio. Former State Representative Ron Hood has been elected four times by the 78th Ohio House District, which encompassed uh, Hawking and Morgan counties, as well as portions of Athens, Fairfield, Muskingum, and Pickaway counties. He was the leading voice in the Ohio legislature on pro-life and defending Second Amendment rights legislation. He has received numerous awards during his lifetime, or during his time in the House, including the Outstanding Conservative Freshman Legislator, the Frank Lauschy Young Conservative Award, National Right to Work Legislator of the Year, National Association for Gun Rights Legislator of the Year, Faith to Action Braveheart Award, and four Watchdogs of the Treasury. Wow. So it's a pleasure to welcome Ron to Mission America Radio. Welcome, Ron, to Mission America. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me back. It's been a while, uh, Linda, but thanks so much. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. You have been a longtime friend and a longtime uh, stalwart in the Republican Party and in Ohio conservative politics. And I am so grateful for your service in the past and for your service in the future. So tell us about your decision to run for governor. Well, Linda, as you can imagine, uh, uh, a decision of this magnitude doesn't come without a lot of prayer, a lot of time in prayer. And uh, and believe me, we, uh, myself and uh, and those uh, associated with me, we did spend some time in prayer. And I, you know, that, you know of course, you bounce it off of, of a lot of, of a lot of people, both spiritually, politically, uh, and and just. Uh, and, and also uh, from a personal standpoint, and it, there is so much involved uh, in, in in an undertaking of the of this nature, and really uh, for me to for me to uh, make a decision uh, to run for governor for the great state of Ohio, I really really need to believe that it's something uh, the Lord really was prompting me to do, and and after oh, well over a year a year and a half of prayer. I really believe that that, uh, that is the case. Well, tell us about your running mate, Candace Keller. I mean, she's been on my program before, too, and a lot of people will recognize her name. Just uh, fill in our listeners for those who may not be totally familiar with Candace. Oh, wow. If you don't know Candace Keller, you need to get to know Candace Keller. Uh, she is just, uh, she is just a, uh, an amazing uh, dynamo, uh, just full of energy, uh, Full of the power of God, uh, a soldier, an amazing soldier uh, in the army of the Lord. Uh, no, no fear. Uh, she just uh, puts one foot in front of the other, does what the Lord called her to do. It is a, it is such a privilege and an honor uh, that uh, that uh, she's running with me, and that uh, and that she was uh, willing to run run with me. And what I what I love about Candace Keller is we are on the same page. We are on the out, and our friends know that. Our enemies know that. We are on the same page, and we intend we intend to fight to fight this fight uh, together. Well, you and Candace were the I believe you were the first um, when she was. You were both in the uh, serving as uh, state house representatives. You were the first sponsors of the heartbeat bill isn't that correct yes uh well no the well no the, the first no uh the the the, uh, the heartbeat bill took nine years to pass and the right. first sponsor of the heartbeat bill was was state representative lynn watchman a dear friend of mine uh I'm so i'm so thrilled that he uh, uh that he was willing to pick that up and 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 start that fight and uh but it ought to tell you something uh during that entire nine years of fighting for the heartbeat bill, we had a Republican House, a Republican Senate, and a Republican governor. Uh, why did it take nine years? Okay, but exactly. It, it, it took nine. It took nine years to pass that bill. That started with uh, Lynn Watchman, then uh, my dear friend uh, Christina Hagen uh, from uh, Stark County. She uh, she then uh, started assisting assisting. Uh, uh, Lynn Watchman, and then when Lynn Watchman left the legislature of term limits, I joined with Christina Hagen, 
in the heartbeat, uh, heartbeat bill. And then when uh, Christina Hagan left the legislature, uh, Candace was was uh, just uh, in, in position to really uh, to really uh, bring us that extra energy and that extra uh, insight uh, that we needed when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the unborn. Uh, Candace Keller has run a pregnancy center for years. For years, she not only she not only runs it from the top when it when it comes to the management and the fundraising, but she's also uh, uh, she's also been there to personally count, counsel so many of these uh, some of these ladies. And she uh, her uh, her uh, floor speech on heartbeat bill was uh, second to none, and and nobody's more in tune with the unborn than, than uh, Candace Keller. That's absolutely right. And as governor, I would assume you would continue your strong support for the pro-life movement. Oh, uh, Linda, absolutely. And and uh, and that's that's just a uh, from where I sit, that's just a no-brainer. Uh, my my entire uh, legislative life uh, has has been uh, very very much wrapped around uh, fighting for the unborn. Now I have other fights too that are that I believe are are uh, important as well, but uh, yeah. certainly, uh, certainly, uh, you know, those of us that uh, those of us that are uh, uh, live according to the uh, the Word of God and uh, and by the Spirit of God, uh, we know abortion is murder. Period. End of story. It has to be stopped in the United States of America. And you would work uh, to do what some it seems to be impossible to do uh, to defund Planned Parenthood. It, would that not be on your agenda as well? Well, that in fact, uh, Linda, that was uh, that was a, a bill that uh, that uh, I was uh, pushing several years back, uh, where we uh, where we we attempted to do that, and then uh, we were we we had we had partial success with that when it came to some state funds that weren't uh, weren't involved in drawdown. Medicaid funds, but as you know, whenever the federal government's involved, then you know you have a you, you have a whole other fight when it comes from when it comes down to uh, what you have to do to secure those different pots of money, and that's that's where uh, things get a lot 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 more complicated, unfortunately. Yes, um, and we can count on you, I'm sure, to to do that. But here, I want to just go into um, some of the issues with the. Uh, the pro-family movement. You have been a a staunch defender of pro-family values, and I have met with you many times with others on bills that you have bravely taken up when uh, a lot of people would not have done that. You were the first sponsor of legislation to bring accountability to schools uh, for our current or ongoing abstinence education law. And because of your uh, term limits in the legislature, you uh, weren't able to take that forward. But I'm happy to report that it did go forward, and that language is now in last year's uh, state budget. So you were the leader on that. You were also a sponsor of a legislation of legislation to prohibit the experimental um, gender medical treatment on children. And uh, because of COVID, that stopped. Everything at the legislature stopped. So tell us your thoughts about going forward with those items on uh, your agenda as governor? Well, uh, well, as, as governor, uh, we will always have to hold the schools accountable when it comes to these directives. Uh, there will always be 
there will always be those who try to circumvent or try to get in the way of of, of what we uh, what we as uh, policymakers are trying to accomplish. And, and in this particular case, it is just so so very very important that our children are protected. Uh, and, and and certainly when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, the kind of things that are they're being taught in school, when it flies in direct opposition. Uh, to their own parents, which I, I, I believe that to be one of the most awful, uh, ridiculous things a school can do is undermine, uh, undermine their faith uh, in, their, in, the, uh, in the student parents and, and see themselves as, as an entity that knows more than the parents instead of an entity that should be the extension of the parents' authority. And, and then when it comes to, uh, when it comes to these... Uh, uh, children and uh, transgender issues. It is. It is just. Uh, there is not an issue I have dealt with in my mind that is more outrageous, more outrageous than for anyone to make a decision uh, on that, that can involve changing the sex or modifying uh, the sexual behavior of somebody who's not even turned 18 and even has an opportunity to weigh in on their own life in the first place. That is just, that is, I find that to be absolutely outrageous. And anyone who promotes that uh, kind of behavior in our state government needs to be immediately ousted. It is, it is to me, it's criminal and it's outrageous. I, I totally agree with you. And this is why I, I think you're such a, a shining star among candidates, because you you express that and you have you have stood up and you've done it and I and led that fight and I so appreciate that in case you're just joining us folks we're talking with Ron Hood who is a candidate for governor uh, and uh, a, a extremely well respected former state uh, representative for Ohio and has been a leader in politics in Ohio for a long time and he's running with Candace Keller we only have a couple of minutes before our first break so um Tell us a little bit about the um, what you would do. Like there is now a bill in the state house that would um, pr- protect girls from their sports being invaded by boys. And uh, Governor DeWine has indicated he's not going to support that. Would you support such a bill? Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. I I believe it is. Uh, I it, it 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 boggles my mind. It boggles my mind that even even some of those uh, some of those uh, uh, liberal leaders uh, that are female that, uh, that that talk about standing up for women and and in this type of situation uh, you would expect them you would expect them to be leaders you would expect them to stand up uh, for the for the integrity of uh, of females having an opportunity to compete in, in sports. In a, in a in the proper in the proper and level playing field that they deserve, and it, to me, uh, to me, to to think that someone can change their change their gender, change their change change who they are based on the way they feel, uh, if that doesn't sound outrageous to you, it ought to, and if it doesn't, yep. it it just shows it just shows how how far removed. How far removed yeah. that uh, that we have come. 
from reality. Yes, absolutely. We're talking with Ron Hood, who is running for governor. And uh, be sure to put May 3rd, Tuesday, May 3rd, on your calendars, folks, to vote in the primary. We will be right back after these messages and talk more with former State Representative Ron Hood, who's running with Candace Keller for the Office of Governor of the great state of Ohio. Stay with us. This is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And today we are honored to be talking with candidate for Ohio Governor Ron Hood, who was uh, four, uh, I think he was four times in the uh, elected to the Ohio State House and was has been a uh, leader in pro-life and pro-family legislation, uh, defending Second Amendment rights. And he's running with uh, another great pro-family leader, Candace Keller. So, Ron, you have been one of the big issues that you have been very uh, involved at uh, in both in Ohio and at the national level is the right to work issue. So tell us um, how how that would work as uh, if you are governor, how that would be on your agenda. Yeah, well, uh, the right to work concept, for those of your listeners that may may not be that familiar with it, it is really simple. It's a very simple concept to understand. Uh, No worker should be forced to join a union against their will just to get or keep a job. Uh, If you want to join a union voluntarily, that's your business. But if you, uh, you, you cannot be forced to join a union in order to get a job. Uh, that one of the reasons that's so important is one, number one, whenever you have compulsory membership to any organization, uh, as you can imagine, that brings in uh, an awful lot of uh, uh, nefarious uh, action that can go on uh, within the within the leadership of the organization when they can take your dues money uh, without your uh, without your consent and do whatever they want to do with it. So. That's, uh, that's obviously very nefarious there. Uh, but, also, uh, uh, but also, when it comes to the political arena, uh, a lot of these union members uh, have views from both political parties. Some, there are many that are Democrats, many that are Republicans, uh, many that are independents. They come from all walks of, uh, walks of life. They, they hold a wide variety of uh, views on, on different issues, and, uh, and they're certainly prone to vote for candidates uh, of either political party. And uh, the reason why right to work is so important is uh, the union bosses should not be choosing where that money goes uh, politically. Uh, that should be done by the rank-and-file union member. And if, if by voting with your feet, uh, you, 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 you get to maintain that privilege. And, uh, and right to work actually holds the union bosses accountable to the uh, union membership and the rank and file union member members that they represent. Right. So it's uh, the one of the few times when we would uh, support pro-choice legislation, quote unquote. Right. Uh, well, well, to, yeah, to, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, it's a no-brainer. Uh, one is choosing, uh, yeah, cho- choosing whether whether or not you, you want to be forced to join a union against your will, and the. And the other one is uh, choosing life and death. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's not that's not a choice in my book. Yeah, right, exactly. So another question I have for you that really came up in the last 
few years and uh, you just shake your head over over this. We saw, because of the ramped up racial agenda in this country, uh, misused and mis, misappropriated um now suddenly we're supposed to we're supposed to judge people, I guess, on their skin color and uh, ignore Martin Luther King. Um, but in the anti-police sentiment, we had riots in Columbus, in Cleveland, in Cincinnati, uh, all over Ohio. What as governor would you do to manage that, perhaps a little differently than it has been? Well, well, first of all, first of all, there there is a radical left that wants to make people believe that there, that there is, that there is a legitimacy in, in, in some of these, uh, some of these movements, uh, to, to cause problems. Uh, the the vast majority, the vast majority of the African Americans and, uh, friends that I know, uh, do not support, uh, that ridiculous activity whatsoever. In fact, they're, they're downright insulted. They're downright insulted that, that they would even be somehow uh, uh, connected with, uh, with, with such uh, criminal activity. And, uh, no, this, as with all criminal activity, it needs to be met uh, very swiftly and strongly uh, by, by, the hand, uh, by the hand of law enforcement. And uh, that, 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 that doesn't only mean governor, but that's, uh, that's governor on down to uh, our uh, – our police uh, chiefs of police in the cities, our our uh, county sheriffs, uh, you know, all the way all the way down to our our, our our village, our small village law enforcement officers, and and obviously, uh, you know, the law the law and justice uh, they mean something, and, and it, that does not matter, and it's not a, and it's not judged according uh, to the, to the color of your skin. Yes. <clears throat> Um, I also want to ask you about, um, you know, they keep bringing up, trying to bring up gun control legislation. You are a big defender of Second Amendment rights. How would you, uh, as governor, handle that? Well, yeah, Linda, it's really simple. The gun control debate is a lot simpler than people want to make it. Uh, Here's how simple it is. Any law you pass against guns and against gun rights, what you've just done is you uh, is you is you tied the hand of law-abiding citizens and made law-abiding citizens criminals, and you allow the criminals who do not obey and respect the gun laws that you just passed, you allow them to go free and clear and 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 scot-free, and they they don't have to worry about uh, any retaliation uh, from law-abiding citizens. There's not because. They're, they've been disarmed, and, and there's nothing the criminal there's nothing the criminal is, uh, gives the, there's nothing gives the criminal criminal more comfort than to know that the government is disarmed uh, those uh, those people that can fight back against the uh, the crimes that they're trying to perpetrate. And wow. so uh, the purpose of gun control the purpose of gun control is to harm law-abiding citizens and empower criminals. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we've got 30 seconds. What is the last thing you'd like to say, and how can people find out more about you? Well, no, thank you, Linda. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I also I also appreciate your uh, uh, you writing the book, uh, Maybe He's Not Gay. I, would, I, I certainly want to encourage anyone who has not read that book yet. It's must-reading 
uh, if you're in our arena whatsoever. And uh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, we thank you for your uh, longtime service in the past, and I know in the future. And I urge you, friends, get out and vote. Make sure you vote in this primary. Uh, There's a lot at stake. Learn the issues. Learn the differences between the candidates because there are vast differences. Some will say certain things, but their their track records may not show that. We, We just talked to somebody who walks the walk and talks the talk, and we are so honored to have him on. So I urge you, friends, to not give up on any of the discouragement that you see in our culture. We are still standing with God and with him. All things are still possible. Have a great day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.